Hi, and welcome to Healing Quest. I'm Judy Brooks. And I'm Roy Walkenhorst. Our focus here on Healing Quest is integrative health and the natural options to help us live longer, healthier, and happier. We hope you had a great week. We had a good week, and we also had a really fun um, uh, holiday. We actually had some non-work time, so... I hope you all stayed cool. It was very hot out there, and uh, and uh, and now it's care. not. And now it's not. No, the <laughs> temperature dropped. That's for sure. We hope you got in touch with your non-work self because that's very important. And we're going to be talking about that in a few minutes. You know, this time of year is really interesting from a work standpoint. Anyhow, for me, it seems to me like the beginning of September has a lot in common with the beginning of January. In the sense that both times are the start of intense focus on work. I mean, in January, the Christmas and New Year holidays are over, and now it's time to get back to business 100%. In September, summer holidays are over, school's back in session, and it's nose to the grindstone time. So there's a lot of similarities there about this is a real focus on work time. That's right. And work is crucial in more ways than one here in the U.S. You know, obviously, we all need the money. A recent Gallup poll showed that 55% of workers get their self-esteem and their self-identity from their jobs. So it's understandable why so many of us focus so much brain power on work. But it's really important not to lose touch with your non-work self. In fact, research shows that regularly switching out of the work mode is really important to brain health. Well, doing that gives our brain... I think it it just gives our brain time to consolidate what we've recently learned and then kind of refresh our mind. In fact, daydreaming, one of my favorite pastimes. I can can attest to that. Yeah, right. It it helps our brain regulate emotions and even improve our efficiency. But mundane activities like pulling weeds or sweeping out the garage can also be really good for the brain. Scientists call this unconscious thought. And they say distracting the conscious mind gives people greater insight into complex problems and can be really healthy. They say that's why it's not uncommon to experience a flash of insight while you're engaged in one of those mundane activities. I think that happens. I notice that happens. I mean, I won't be thinking about, say, what I'm gonna, you know, what we're gonna put on the show next week, and uh, I'm doing something mundane, and I get an idea. And in addition. The weeds are getting pulled and the garage is getting swept out. It's a, it's a really win-win situation. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's true. So it turns out that switching to a non-work mode from time to time helps keep us insightful and productive. So paying attention to your non-work self can actually be good for your work self. It's, it's kind of a balance thing. <laughs> oh, that balance That thing balance word, you know, that's, 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 that's a very, but it's important. It it's is. really important. Well, since we're talking about work and since so many of us do it mostly sitting down, like me and Judy right now, We've come across some interesting new research on that topic, and we want you to know about it. It's sparked by growing concern in recent years about extended sitting time as a hazard to our health. Among other things, epidemiologists have found that sedentary time is associated with type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and premature mortality. Wow. So sitting around yep. can make you die sooner. Uh, that's kind of uh, what they're saying. That's the bottom line there. If only we could figure out a way not to do that. So government scientists in Finland conducted one of the largest and I think the longest studies to see if it is possible to reduce that sedentary time and achieve any health benefits from it. You know, their their model was really interesting. It was a one-year study. They took 133 office workers, all of whom had young children. So these folks had a lot of things going on, both at home and work. At the beginning of the study, the testing showed that everybody in it was sitting for an average of 5.6 hours a day at work and 3.8 hours a day during leisure time. That's what the kind of baseline was when they started. Wow, that's a lot of hours sitting. I think it's, Yep. I'm afraid that's pretty close to what we do. Probably. Well, me anyhow, you're up. Uh, you're I'm more flitting active. around all you the time, are, that's indeed. right. 
So the office workers were divided into two groups. One group got uh, customized counseling about strategies that would reduce sitting time. Then the other group simply continued their normal lifestyle. They were the so-called control group. Well, at the end of the year-long study, the control group was slightly less healthy, and in fact, their muscle mass had decreased by a half a percent. But the group that had the counseling had better glucose and cholesterol levels and maintained their muscle mass. So that's pretty good. It is. Now, they did it by decreasing their sedentary time at both work and home. At work, they were more conscious of getting up from their desk every hour or so for some light activity, like those trips to the file cabinets may turn out to be not so bad after all. And they were also conscious of not sitting during coffee breaks. Away from work, they increased activity with their family and some changed their commuting pattern to include more walking. Well, after the initial counseling, the office workers at that group shaved 21 minutes a day off their sedentary time. So at the end of the one-year study, that 21 minutes had shrunk to only eight minutes of less sitting, but that still delivered measurable benefits. Studies authors say the results show even a small decrease in sedentary time can be beneficial, and they say it's important to be conscious of the dangers of sitting too much because sedentary time tends to increase as we get older. Well, right. that's true. I mean, that, that, that just makes sense. I know. And so while we're on the topic of getting in better shape, we have some information to pass along for everyone who's trying to get a healthy weight. Now, actually, only one in five of us is successful in maintaining a healthy weight. So here are three tips that, that might help. Number what's, one. What's number one? Right? Number one. Number one is weigh yourself at least once a week. This mm-hmm. advice comes from the National Weight Control Registry, which gathers information about the habits of successful weight loss maintainers, they call them, including adults who've lost at least 30 pounds and kept it off for one year. Wow. Well, what the registry found was that 75% of weight loss maintainers weighed themselves at least once a week. And as the author and management consultant Peter Drucker once said, what gets measured, gets improved. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that's interesting. Makes a lot of sense. It does. Tip number two, maintain an active lifestyle. No no big thing there, but interesting is the weight, coral, the weight control registry had some specifics. They say 90% of people who stay slim exercise at least one hour a day, at least twice a week. It could be hitting the gym, taking hikes outdoors, or parking in the farthest spot from the building, but get an hour a day, at least twice a week. Mm-hmm. And finally, the weight control folks say that they found that 62% of weight loss maintainers watch less than 10 hours a week of TV. Mm. Mm, that's, that's because they'd be sitting down watching That'd the TV right. probably, or maybe laying on the couch. But it seems like they know uh, uh, about the sitting time research from Finland that just got talked about. In any case, we hope those tips are helpful. At least it's good to know that it's possible to lose weight and keep it off without resorting to starving. Starving never works. Not good. Not a good thing. But, okay, well, still to come on our show, we're going to uh, preview a big event on tap for this coming Saturday in a place I think is a real jewel of Sacramento, the American River Ranch. We're going to find out about squirrel power from a scientific and metaphysical viewpoint. But up next, have you ever heard about hyperbaric chambers and wondered what they are and how you can find out more about them and how they might help keep you healthy? Well, if you have, Dr. Dennis Godby is joining us in the studio, and we'll get the hyperbaric answers from him. Don't forget, a podcast of this and other Healing Quest shows are available at kfbk.com or on the iHeartRadio app or at HealingQuest.tv. I'm Judy Brooks. And I'm Roy Walkenhorst, and you're listening to Healing Quest on KFBK and iHeartRadio.